One thing everyone can agree on is epilepsy sucks. I mean, 1 in 26 of everybody at some point is going to be epileptic. And 56% of all adults are not going to find a solution in the drugs. And you're going to need something else. It's awful. It's horrible. And, you know, of that also, there's still 1 in 32 of every epileptic were light sensitive, photosensitive. It means it's not even always a flashing light. It could just be the changes in the lights make life miserable. And, you know, 1 in 832 of every epileptic dies a day from SUDEP, sudden and unexpected death in epilepsy. And this is Epilepsy Hell to Epilepsy Well. And Alma Wayne Myers, your host. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. And thanks for taking a moment to understand a little bit more about what's going on with epilepsy and how it can affect your life. So epilepsy can actually be caused by quite a few things. People aren't always aware what causes it and you know people can actually have seizures and it not be epilepsy so type of seizures you can have that aren't necessarily epilepsy is you can have a diabetic seizure and this is basically caused from your body starving your brain for sugar and your body just doesn't like your brain goes into a seizure because it needs a certain amount of carbohydrates so other things you can have an uh, if you're alcoholic, you can have a seizure during detox. And people actually develop, uh, have some seizures during pregnancy. And you can even have seizures from a high fever. There's a lot of things that can happen. They can be genetic, uh, can, which basically means you're born with it. It uh, doesn't always mean that it's going to start uh, in your uh as a baby, sometimes it starts as a teenager, sometimes it actually starts a little later as an adult. It's all a little different depending upon the many different types of epilepsy and how it affects you. They can also be drug-induced, which includes pharmaceuticals. I know somebody who developed epilepsy as a side effect from anesthesia. Uh, there's actually, if you look at the side effect of a lot of the medications that prevent epilepsy, they can actually cause seizures because if it's not right for you, then it's going to make your brain worse. Uh, it is what it is. You can also have a seizure from uh, other kinds of medications that don't interact well with your body. Um, as we had mentioned before, trauma trauma is a huge one you can be physical trauma like blunt force trauma to the head like getting hit in the head with the crowbar uh, that's takes 13 staples uh, the last time i got that trip and trauma can also be ptsd because ptsd actually can manifest into physical pain and physical symptoms and you can have seizures from ptsd so um trauma sucks Drug-induced seizures suck. I mean, the environment can give you a seizure. We can talk about, you know, the noises around you, things just the way your brain doesn't interpret things right, 
I mean, you can develop epilepsy from the toxins in the environment, from things that are in your water, from things that are in your food, uh, from mold, um, whatever, all kinds of craziness that is possible to be in your environment. And if you're not aware of it, you're not cleaning or it's not being cleaned up properly, it can find its way into affecting your health, which is definitely epilepsy hell because i did not enjoy going from being a very productive acupuncturist doing house calls to not being able to barely feed myself and having to lose the ability to help other people and barely even be able to take care of myself just the struggling and the whole process is pretty pretty horrible until you get the hang of it and the help you need So, nice thing about the brain, there's a left and a right part of it. It's kind of like how we do yin and yang aspect. There's a counterbalance for everything and it helps things work right. So, generally the left part of the brain is um, logic. So, you got your logic board and then your right brain is creativity, imagination. It's the ability to express in ways that are illogical, that, you know, art. Uh, definitely counterbalance out uh, the whole aspect of follow the lines and how to color outside of them. So, I mean, it's a great balance. Left brain, right brain. And even though, you know, some of your parts of your brain, the lobes of your brain don't have a left or right um, segment, they do still have functioning where it's split still down the left and right of your brain. So there are different parts that are affected differently depending upon what is going on. So first thing we're talking about right now is your frontal lobe. This is in the front of your head. It's like right behind your forehead for the most part. So this is responsible for helping to initiate actions. It's a motor um, motor lobe. So it also involves things with like writing, playing instruments, and tying your shoelaces. So the frontal lobe is responsible for facial expressions, like when you're trying to smile or frown or resting bitch face or a seduction face or whatever it is you look on your face your facial expressions so it's also responsible for the movement of your hands and arms and it's responsible for the facial expression and hand and arm expression related to mood and feelings so things Oh, man, that could go wrong with your frontal lobe. So there's going to be a couple parts we're talking about real quick is four parts. So the back part of the frontal lobe moves the opposite side of your body. So that means your left frontal lobe moves your right body and your right frontal lobe moves the left part of your body. So it moves the opposite side of your body. So the middle part of the frontal lobe, if you have a problem here, you're going to be apathetic. You're going to be inattentive, unmotivated. Your thoughts are going to be really slow. And your responses are going to be even 
slower. So if you don't realize this and other people might notice this in you that these things have changed, this could be part of your brain that's messing with you, which is why we're going through this because you need to know what part of your brain is messing with you so you can best address how to fix it. So we have also the left mid back part of the frontal lobe is called the Broca center. So Broca is means expressive. So Broca aphasia means there's difficulty expressing with words. So if you have trouble using your words to talk about what's going on, you could be having trouble with the left mid back part of your brain called the Broca center, Broca lobe, or uh, this is called again Broca aphasia. Aphasia means difficulty speaking. So, in the front part of the frontal lobe, this deals with your short term memory. There's less talking going on, there's more apathy, there's the inattentiveness, there's the delayed question response, there's also poor inhibition, and social behavior. So this is when people start doing things that are completely inappropriate, whether they're tearing all their clothes off, they start uh, trying to have sex with you, they start... Um, seriously, it's, it's just a part of the brain where people have inhibitions. They have these things where they aren't willing to go past, but oftentimes people drink alcohol and that way they can lose their inhibitions and their social behavior changes so it's kind of like that just without the alcohol so um yeah it's kind of a problem you add some alcohol to a brain problem and it will more than likely make it worse so behind the frontal lobe we have the parietal lobe and this is all about body sensory Math and language comprehension, spatial awareness, and directions. So basically, this has to do with, you know, your body feeling what's going on around it. And just, you know, if you're having trouble with numbers, with counting, you know, with understanding language and how to use language or how to use your math to calculate. Now, this could be part of the parietal lobe. Also, spatial awareness. If you're not sure what this means, it's basically not knowing where you are in relation to other objects. And this is like one of those things where if you ever have you stand out there with your arms to the side and then have you touch your tip of your nose. This is a spatial awareness test. You should be able to touch the tip of your finger to the tip of your nose without having a problem because you know where your nose is at. But if you don't know where your nose is at, you're going to have trouble finding it because it's just your brain's not processing it. And then this is easily, this is how you get lost. So I don't know those of you who go on walks and find yourself a little lost and confused. You no longer know where your directions are, where you're going yeah, that's just part of the, definitely this part of it. So I have a huge part. My parietal lobe definitely has some issues because I have body sensory issues. I don't like being touched at certain times, especially after seizures. 
Um, if I'm sensitive about stuff and stressed out, being touched wrong will definitely trigger one. Oh man, it's definitely not a lot of fun, but man, these manifest in all of us a little bit differently. So let's get into the parts. The frontal part of the paradial lobe is going to deal with numbness and impaired sensations on the opposite side so very similar with the frontal lobe dealing with the opposite side sensations not just motor so this is the sensations the tactile versus the motor being with the frontal so the front part of the parietal it's all about sensations it's also difficulty to identify sensation locations it's like i have a pain but i can't figure out where it's at or you itch, but you just you're not sure where that itch is at. You have a burn, it's burning, but you don't you can't find it. You don't know where it's at. This is what that is. A pain, heat, cold, vibration sensations. These are very common with the front part of the paradial lobe. So the middle part of the paradial lobe is when you're having trouble, when you can't tell your left from your right. And this is the part of your brain when you're having the problems with writing, problems with math and writing. So that would be me. I definitely have dyslexia. And every time I try writing um, my numbers, I also have dyscalculia, which means I mix up my numbers. Every time I try writing numbers and letters, uh, I start getting a little I'm writing them wrong, and then I kind of sometimes have a seizure from trying to figure out how to spell stuff or fix it or whatever. Um, but definitely trouble with math and writing. The other part is trouble sensing body parts. Again, I'm telling you, you can't tell the difference between what left or right is. You're having trouble feeling where your body is at, that your body is there. It's you know, it's different from being paralyzed and numb. You just you can't tell it's there. It's just your brain just isn't processing things right. So then in the paradial lobe, generally in the non-dominant side, it's usually the right side for most people. Uh, if you have a problem here, you're unable to do simple tasks like combing your hair or putting your shoes on, getting dressed, you know, Simple, simple task. This part of your brain is messing up. You're going to have trouble combing your hair and putting your clothes on. I mean, seriously, these are things that could be going on with your brain. And you need to be aware of, again, what part of your brain are you having a problem with? So you can discuss this with your medical professionals and your healthcare team. It's very important because oftentimes we have to do a lot of our own research and educate the people around us what it is that we're experiencing. And it's really hard to find the answers if you don't know where to look. So that's why we're doing this. Non-dominant, paradial lobe. Again, hard to understand how objects relate to each other and in space. Imagine not being able to stack Legos. You're like, I don't understand Legos. How do I put these together i mean seriously it's worse than that i mean oh not knowing how to put objects together could also include not knowing how to make your food the recipes don't make sense you don't understand how the ingredients relate to each other 
Um, you know, that's all kinds of ways that this could manifest. Also, trouble drawing and constructing. If you're having trouble drawing and constructing things, putting things together, this very well could be the part of your brain that is messing with you. Um, I do have trouble doing cooking and stuff, but I don't normally have trouble combing my hair or putting my clothes on. Um, and, and, you know, it's also the part of your brain right here. May get lost in your own neighborhood. Yes, that's me. Get lost in my own neighborhood walking around. Just like, all right, you just walk and you're like, all right, no, figure at some point I'm going to remember where I'm at. I recognize it. It's just, I know this neighborhood. I've been here a million times, but this is what we were talking about. Paradial lobe, you know, getting lost in your own neighborhood. And you may also ignore serious nature disorder or deny its existence. Ignore the serious nature of a disorder. Or deny its existence. I've actually ran into a few people that are completely convinced that there is absolutely nothing wrong with them. And whatever it is that they're going through, they're just not able to process it. They're not able to admit it. They're not just not there. So the other thing with this part is it says that you may end up neglecting the opposite side of your body from the brain injury. So again, this is another crossover. So if your right brain is having a problem, then you're probably going to be neglecting the left side of your body. You could be having some issues just with whatever going on there. Um, not really sure how that manifests. I don't know if you're just not cleaning or not grooming or you're uh, just ignore the one side of your body because you're just not as attentive to it. I'm probably, I feel a little bit that way about my left side, but I'm not sure. Um, so the next part, a temporal lobe. This is basically the ones on the side of your head. So the temporal lobe is all about making memories and emotions. So it's important to understand if you're having trouble making some memories and your emotions are running rampant, it could be part of your temporal lobe. So this is a part where we're having trouble storing and retrieving events. And this goes a lot into the whole long-term memory. So more so than short-term memory, long-term memory. The ability to decide should this be long-term or should this be Long-term, short-term, long-term. And then you store it. You're like, all right, we've got to remember this forever. It's long-term memory. So if you've got trouble in your temporal lobe, like I did when I had my stroke, you kind of forget some stuff. And when you're having seizures, you, it's hard to remember stuff, uh, which includes how to understand sound and images, which means like I can't understand people when they're talking to me. And like when I'm trying to read something, it doesn't make sense. So uh, it's really uh, this would probably be the main one I talk about all the time is my right temporal lobe being messed up from um, 
really bad seizures and a subparagic stroke. Um, yeah, that really sucked. Um, I did a lot of meditating to work on that one, so I don't feel like it's nearly as bad as it used to be. So part of the left, usually on the temporal lobes, is language comprehension, memory for words, and ability to understand. Um, I'm going to tell you guys I'm left-handed, so I am probably the opposite of what I've been reading here, that this is probably my right brain, which makes it hard to comprehend languages and words and ability to understand stuff. And, oh man, it's not any fun. So certain areas of the right are reserved for memory, for sound and music. And there is difficulty singing. So you can kind of see the difference between the left brain, right brain, very dramatically here. Um, and the whole aspect of you've got sound and music versus language and memory comprehension. You know, ability to understand what's going on around you. It's like art versus kind of logic and expression. I mean, difficulty singing. For real, there's plenty of times I'm just crying trying to sing. Like... Emotional, just uh, unreal. You can't, can't, can't. Just gotta work through the emotions. Just sing, cry, sing, cry through it. So, next part we're gonna talk about is your occipital lobe. This is the back of your head, and it processes and interprets vision. It's responsible for visual memories. Like this is the major vision center so the eyes are in the front the occipital lobe is the back and uh you know the optic nerve has got to be connecting the two because it comes back off and off the back of the eye and if it's processing everything through the occipital lobe uh there's also the um the eye also has two other central uh, cranial nerves that involve with it but um, usually if you've got epilepsy with the occipital lobe, this is where you have the possibility for some visual hallucinations. Um, sometimes it's just lines, streaks, blurries, things that just don't kind of line up. I mean, other times, you know, things that may or may not be there. Um, and when you're having a problem with both sides you can't visually recognize things. Uh, man, I'm aware of that one. And there's another possibility where unaware that you can't see. And so your brain will send you information and so you're basically making up a description of something you see even though you don't really see anything there so this is like a visual hallucination stuff this is not recognizing not interpreting what is in front of you and man, there's, i can tell you there's probably been some times when i can't uh, understand if this is what's going on or if it's something else but i have trouble finding stuff in front of me um all the time it's horrible it's not like i lost it it's like literally right in front of me and i just can't see it 
I have to ask for help. Sometimes I get panic attacks. I've gotten really good about calming down and not freaking out. But still, I give myself a seizure looking for something that I know is right in front of me. And I can ask somebody else to help me. And they'll usually find it in no time flat. If there was actually somebody else around to ask. But there isn't always. So oftentimes you just want to be able to do it yourself anyways. So... The last part of the brain we're going to talk about tonight is going to be the limbic lobe. The limbic lobe is about retrieving and integrating experiences and expressing emotions. So this is, it works in combination with other parts of the brain, but we're talking about the emotional part of experiences so this is really really important when you're dealing with ptsd when you're dealing with trauma you know when you're trying to get rid of that body memory these emotions that get built up over and over and over especially when you're feeling traumatized from the seizures or whatever else it is that's going on in your life it's you know triggering your seizures So the limbic lobe, it's responsible, it's form and retrieve memories. And it connects memories with emotion. Again, that's the major, major part of how people remember things the best. If you want to remember something, you need to make it emotional. So the best way to study and remember stuff is to make it fun and exciting you're sitting there bored and miserable, it's really hard to memorize, remember stuff. But at the same time, that's why traumatic events are so easy to remember because it's a very strong emotion and it helps to form a memory, which is, again, it can lead to lots of problems or it can lead to you being incredibly intelligent because you're smart and fun. So I highly work, recommend trying to enjoy yourself when you're trying to uh, repair, work on yourself, when you're trying to go to the next level, when you're trying to do anything in life, really, you want to make sure you're enjoying it as best as you can. So if you're having seizures and it's in the limbic part of the brain, you're not going to be able to control your feelings and you're not going to be thinking clearly. And this is where you have smell hallucinations. I actually have talked to some people that smell things before their seizures. I talked to a guy who says he smells cinnamon and he knows that he's got to go drink some or go take some vitamin C. And that seems to help with him not having a seizure. I imagine that's because the vitamin C has a lot to do with helping out with the immune system, especially the lymph. So you're able to help detox the brain if the brain's got a little bit of build up and just needs to drain out some of that toxic build up by the lymph because that's really the only way that things get back across the blood brain barrier um is excreting it out via lymph so and one of the other things you can have is personality changes usually they're like pretty extreme severe type personalities um, you could have people that are suddenly very religious. Some people are really strict. Some people are suddenly very lewd. Just, you know, extreme personality changes that kind of go along with this. You forget your emotions, your memories of who you are, where you are, what's going on. Man, it's all got to be rough. And 
One last thing that might come along with that is the overwhelming urge to write. Like you have a compulsive need to write stuff down. I don't know how to deal with that one. I don't really have it. I have reading epilepsy. So uh, if I ever had that urge to write things down, that sounds like the urge to give myself a seizure. So I have learned to make very large notes for myself versus try to write normal sized letters and notes to people and things. So that's kind of how I get through that. So as you can see, these different parts of your brain can definitely lead to all kinds of epilepsy sucks. So now that you know a little bit more about what part of your brain could be a problem for you, I want you to pay more attention to what it is that you're experiencing and start documenting it because honestly that's one of the most important things that you can do is make sure that you're documenting your experiences so that when you are lost and confused and we're trying to reflect on like what's going on you can actually be like oh okay i'm doing better because it's hard to tell if you're not measuring honestly that's probably the worst part of trying to run analytics trying to understand who you are trying to do the comprehension part is like you have to test yourself and it's not like oh i gotta get an a on this test it's a performance test you just gotta know if you can perform if you can do it if you're capable of x y and z you know basically you know like I read before, our brains are responsible for a variety of different components within our body, whether it's sensory, whether it's motor, whether it's memory, whether it's emotion. And a lot of these things all tie together in a lot of manner. Is it's one giant system that works together and operates other systems. And we also have our cranial nerves, which we haven't covered yet. And we also have dermatomes and other things like that that we can talk about in the future. So I'm going to let you go. And I'm going to ask you to remember to subscribe, share this with your friends, like, leave a nice, honest review about your experiences here on the podcast. You're welcome to be a guest. Honestly, if you'd like to share your experiences with our tribe here, I'd be more than happy to have you on here. I'm not sure what's going on yet with bringing on Krista. Um, we all have epilepsy and we're all on our own journeys. So I'm not sure um, if we're going to be able to match up or not. I still have hopes because, you know, it's nice to get some extra people around and get their opinions. But even if we don't, I got plans. We're going to get some more people coming on here. I'm going to start interviewing some people. Uh, I saw a challenge that I want to take. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, but it's to get on 30 people's podcasts or interview 30 people in 30 days. So that sounds like an awful lot of work, except for I could actually probably do a couple a day. And honestly, if I did two or three a day, it'd be possible to get done in like 10 or 15 days, right? So... It is possible. I just got to start reaching out to some amazing people. So look forward to some greatness coming along as I'm able to get this worked out. Because again, it's just it's a lot of work being epilepsy well 
and being epilepsy hell and trying to find the balance somewhere in between like man some days are good some days are bad as always but the best thing you can do is take care of yourself do the best that you can and understand that we are not in a race you know yeah i know we want to get things done as fast as we possibly can but like seriously we need to make sure that we're aware of who we are what's going on and addressing our problems before they get worse so again please make sure you start writing down if you're not yet documenting your stuff you know if you got a gratitude journal it's a good thing to put in your journal if you don't have a journal yet it's a good thing to start journaling or hell start get yourself the epsi app download epsi app Add it to your phone and you can add all kinds of accountability for your schedules, your medications, your doctor's appointments, the things that matter to you. Because honestly, that's super, super important to help out with your brain is to make sure you're scheduling the time that you need to take care of yourself so that when you are dazed and confused, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this right now. And you can do it and feel better. So, again, it's important. Very, very important to be make sure that you take care of yourself. So I want you to make sure you are enjoying to the best of your ability, your experiences. You know, there are, everything is up and down. And that's just life. Everybody's life is up and down. And it's our best to overcome the challenges, to ride out the hard, and to enjoy the good. Because the hard makes the good that much better. So honestly, so... As always, I'm going to tell you, have yourself a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are in this world. Please, 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 please make sure that you take care of yourself like you matter because you do.